All right, welcome to episode two of Out the Basement podcast. And we're again going to talk with an excellent and, I don't know, for me, I think one of the leaders, especially in Buffalo blogging and podcasting uh, in the sports media landscape. But as always, first, I am joined by Anthony Siandra, my co-pilot here. Anthony, how are things going for you? Doing pretty good, Chad. How about yourself, man? Yeah, I can't complain. I mean, you know, I've got some good things in hockey and football kind of is what it is wrapping up here. I'm just a little bitter about my fantasy team last week, but other than that, I think I'm, I'm pretty good here. <laughs> I'm doing pretty good over here. Can't complain. So last week there was two of us. This week there's going to be three of us, so we shouldn't delay here on bringing in the the main attraction of this podcast, and that is a good buddy of mine uh, from Cover One and the Buffalo Athletic. I didn't forget this time. I didn't forget Eric. You do that. So Eric <laughs> Turner. Uh, Eric, man, I appreciate you coming on. How are, uh, how are things going over there? Good, man. Thanks for having me on, guys. Obviously, uh, you know, we go back a little ways, and, and uh, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to actually meeting Anthony in person, but I love the idea that you guys have here, and obviously that's why, you know, I agreed to join you guys because, uh, um, you know, I like my story. I can I can share a little things here and there uh, with some of the guys that are coming up through the ranks. So uh, anything I can do to help, obviously a great podcast, two great guys like yourselves. Um, I'm, I'm excited to be on. Thanks for having me on. So Eric's going to try to butter us up a lot here in Anthony in the beginning. So just <laughs> he's, he's that kind of guy. <laughs> so I was telling, before we I let Anthony kind of ask the first question here, Eric, I was telling Anthony a bit last week that you and I were actually – Pretty darn close. People don't know this. We were actually like yeah. pretty close to actually like being <laughs> technically related. I mean, we were we were almost yeah. there. No so, doubt about it. Yeah, no, it's it's a funny story because you know we we're pretty much almost family. I mean, pretty close to you know I was close to marrying Chad's uh, sister in law, and um, I mean we met a few times, right, Chad? I mean we met yeah, there was a few times. times yeah, I mean nothing occasions. crazy, but yeah, I mean we definitely interacted a few times. Yeah, and. Uh, uh, and then just a few years later, um, we, you know, kind of we're coming up through the rank blog blogosphere and um, kind of cross paths. And, uh, you know, obviously I had some uh, little business transactions as far as um, creating some uh, the Grandstand Sports Network and whatnot. But I'm sure we'll get into that eventually. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So we uh, we connected and it's weird. Like I said, it's weird. We had that, I guess, family connection in a way. Kind of went a separate ways for a couple of years and then got back together through blogging and podcasting. And then here we are again today. So... That's a little background story. So, Anthony, there's the background behind it. So, I will let you, since I know a lot about Eric, and you probably want to get to know Eric a little bit more, I'll let you kind of ask your first question here to get it kicked off. Yeah, I mean, immediately, I guess what comes to mind when I, you know, look at your content and, and see the work you put in and, and just how detailed uh, all of your analyses are, I guess I'm just curious, first and foremost, what's your background in terms of football? Like, how did you, you know, harbor and gain so much of that knowledge and so much of the uh, intricacies of the game? Well, that's that's part of the uh, the story. I mean, I, I played football my whole life. I grew up uh, in Lockport, played um, Little League football in, in, in Pendleton, so the Starpoint District. Um, I mean, I started young, five or six years old. Um, played all the way up through um, high school. I played at Canisius High School for you know my entire entire career there, and then went on to Fisher and played football there. And um, I got into um, doing some security for the Bills. Obviously, I'm a big Bills fan. I cover the Bills. But um, so, I mean, I played football my whole life. And as far as, um, you know, my analysis and, and breakdowns, I've always been um, uh, infatuated with, uh, you know, the ins and outs of a play, not just 
uh, the results and kind of breaking it down um, for, you know, just for for fans, because I, I think that they can miss out on a lot. And 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 so when it comes to cover one, um, I mean, I started it a few years back because I couldn't coach anymore, Anthony. So, uh, I mean, I was coaching down south in Southern California for a year while you know I was working down there with my my daytime job. And then uh, when I moved back up north to northern New York, um, after coaching a couple of years up here, you know, the, the time to coach and the commitment um, was just too much with my real job. So, um, you know, that's basically a, a quick rundown on, um, you know, how I uh, got to acquire some of the knowledge I have. I still feel like I don't have that much. But over the years, I mean, I'm 35. So over the years, you kind of get little pieces here and there. And um, I, I continue to learn. I want to learn on a daily basis about it. It's one of the things that I'm, you know, obviously interested in. So um, it's definitely, a, uh, it's never ending, but uh, it's definitely something that's taken a long time to get. <laughs> no, that's awesome. And, and, you know, it's it's funny that you mentioned, you know, you still don't feel like you've got, you know, I mean, everything 100% down pat. It's so crazy because you, that's that's what I guess uh, drives, you know, I mean, the most successful and the, and the most knowledgeable people in it, right? They always want to improve and and, and you know that that sentiment is probably surprising to a lot of people who will be listening because of how in depth and and you know I mean how detailed everything you do is. So that's that's actually really neat and uh, you know good, obviously good advice or, or a good mentality to uh, impart right. on um, you know future bloggers or people who want to get into kind of what you do uh, to an extent. So that's pretty neat. Um, you kind of you kind of covered my next question with where you started. Uh, we got we got the whole history uh, right <laughs> off the bat. So that no, that's good. We got we got two and one. Um, when it, when it comes to you know I guess picking apart the plays right I mean obviously you you mentioned that you know you've been playing your whole life in terms of you know the the intricacies of okay this guy is supposed to be here your positioning right does that go back to your playing or your coaching experience is there is there something or someone I guess who who really uh, imparted that kind of I guess technical knowledge onto you I don't know I I feel like it was more of a inner driven thing you know I um. When I played, it, it it's weird. It's almost like if you ever gone into a situation where you have tunnel vision, you know. So when you're playing, you kind of just have tunnel vision. It comes naturally. Uh, I mean, I played a lot of sports growing up, so I was kind of you know naturally gifted at being an athlete. Um, but uh, I feel I feel like once uh, I got into coaching is when I really began to appreciate. Um, the ins and outs of the game, the X's and O's, and and how to teach it. Because you know there are a lot of players, regardless of sport, there are a lot of players that try to go into coaching, but they are not successful because they don't have the teacher mentality. And that's something I had to learn and acquire um, early on in my coaching career because it's not something that came naturally. Trying to explain something um, like a sport that comes naturally to you is very difficult as a coach. Sure. So um, I, I took, obviously I took, um, I committed to that and and, and learning, um, you know, the ins and outs of the game and then how to portray it or how to teach it to um, high school kids um, down south and up here in New York. So um, as far as, you know, like having a, a mentor or whatnot, I, I really didn't. It was more of like kind of teaching myself, kind of like we'll get into how I started Cover One, you know, it was one of those things that um, I had to teach myself. So um, it's it's not easy. It isn't easy, guys, especially when you do it that route, you know, when you don't really go to school for this type of stuff. I didn't go to school for journalism. I didn't know how to set up a website. I didn't know how to podcast like you guys are doing right now, right? So um, but I think that's that's what makes it fun. That's what keeps you coming back each day, right? 
you know, I, I think you're kind of hitting on something I was thinking about as you were talking, Eric, is all of us kind of have our, our, our thing that started. Like, you played football your entire life. I played hockey my entire life. I've been watching game the game forever. You've been watching football forever. But at the same time, as you mentioned, I didn't go to school for journalism. You didn't go to school for journalism. You didn't know how to set up a site. You didn't know how to do podcasting. You didn't really know how to get into, like, an editing, video editing thing and break down film major things in there. But I, I think that's one of the important things that I'm particularly going to ask you about here is how important is it for you to be good at one thing, but also equally important for you to diversify yourself and able and that enables you to grow further. No, that's a great, that's a great question. Cause yes, we knew that we know the sport, right? Um, we didn't know the other auxiliary things, what it takes to start a podcast and all that. Like you had mentioned, um, it's, it's very important because you may be great at one thing. You may have all the knowledge you, you know, you want on this, on the sport itself, but how are you conveying it to your audience? I mean, whether it's in coaching, how are you conveying it to them? Um, on blogs, obviously that's the internet. You got to know how to set up a site. You got to do all those things. And, uh, you know, when I started my blog back in 2015, I mean, I was many years removed from college. I was many years removed from wanting to really, you know, learn, um, much about uh, technology as far as you know how to set up a podcast but guess what I wanted to do that I wanted to create something special uh, with cover one and so you know I did some research and obviously I had to teach myself from square one whether that be the video editing that you guys see on a daily basis um, you know recording these podcasts what hookups you need for the I mean just every little detail you need to cover and especially if you have that drive to you know, to dominate, to, to, you know, compete with some of these bigger companies that um, honestly have a way bigger budget than we do. Right, guys? Yeah, you know, you're right on there. You know, it's it's really, you know, this is the first time, you know, being with Die with the Blade, actually having some sort of a budget and some sort of money behind it. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's not even a lot, but it, it's, you know, it's better than what I've had before coming up. So it's, sure. you know, it, a lot of it is on your own, like you said. It's a lot of, you know, putting in the work and putting in the hours. You know, before... I let Anthony ask you kind of how you started the site where I'm going to kind of ask you first, my last question before I step away again is what, you know, speaking of that time management, you know, one of the things that I always tell you and I tell everybody who asks about you is I respect the hell out of what you do. I know how long it takes to do what you do. I know the job that you have. I know that you just have a newborn baby now, which is awesome. (laughs) Like, you know, and you know, I've seen the pictures online that you send to me or like, I just see them on like Facebook or Twitter that, you know, you're holding the baby and still doing your film breakdown. I, I just, how hard is it for you? I mean, I mean, the job you have, you, your hours are rotating. It's just that's one of the reasons why I respect how to what you do, and I think that one day it, it's going to pay off bigger dividends than it is right now. Even and you've gotten yourself pretty far as it is, but you know what is important in time management to you? Is it you know having a schedule? Is it having a plan? Or is it kind of in a way just fitting it in when you can? You know that's that's tough because everyone has their own process. Um, for me because right. you know like I said I've been doing this a long time now and when it comes to video editing and podcasting and writing I know like how much time I need to set aside to do that so working your process working that routine oh man I said process drink um, <laughs> so, so um, you know just understanding what you know what time you need to write or what time you need to podcast or you know how much um, part of you know what part of the day can you do that Cause, like for me personally the best time for me to write or do or create content is when I first wake up in the morning. I have my coffee, I get the film out, and that's when I do my best work. So, understanding your process and you know what your tra- your goal is. So, uh, I think that's really one of the biggest uh, pointers I could really give out because um, unless you understand yourself, unless you self evaluate yourself, 
you really don't, you know, you have no plan, basically. You have no plan and you don't, um, you won't accomplish what you really want to accomplish. One of the things you, you said uh, a moment ago that, that I thought was interesting was the, was the uh, tunnel vision thing. Um, yeah. And, you know, how, how, how certain people like you and Chad, like you said, you've been, you guys have been playing your, you know, respective sports that you cover your whole life. Get a little background about me. I, you know, was a New York State Golden Glove boxer uh, for two years, and I, I was the opposite, right? Where I, in, like, if I was sparring, right, I didn't take as much away from sparring as I did from going back and watching myself spar, right? Being sure. able to, to pick yeah. apart that film. So, you, like you said, when you're in it, you have tunnel vision, right? You're just focusing yep. on, you know, in your case, you know, making a tackle, you know what I mean? Completing a pass for, or, or landing a punch in my case, right? Whereas you get to pick yourself apart and, and critique yourself a little more by by watching the film. So I thought that was kind of unique and interesting and, and probably uh, a, a pretty common thing among people who play, you know what I mean? But maybe don't analyze yeah. like you do. So I thought that was kind of neat. And and you know what? Like on a weekly basis, when I break down film, it's different now too because you're looking at it from, you know, the all 22 angle. So you're getting to see what everybody is doing on the play, what everyone, you know, is pitching in on this play and how it, you know, gets to the results. So it's different than when you're in it, you know, when you're in it as a coach or as a player. So yeah, that, and that's what I mean by that tunnel vision. It's, it's, uh, it's a little more, um, you know, in the moment, whereas in all 22, you know, we can second guess and Monday morning quarterback, uh, these guys, but it's, it's a lot different, but it's something that, like I said, I've been completely infatuated with. Uh, I mean, as you guys know, <laughs> cover one itself, obviously you've got a, you know, very robust following on social media. You're with the athletic now, in terms of getting yourself off the ground, right? Getting that site started, take us through, you know, how have you how have you grown your following from basically scratch? Oh man. So that's that's a great question because uh, well how it all started, again, I had kind of talked about it earlier. Um, I couldn't coach anymore. So I wanted to continue learning. I still wanted to continue teaching. I still wanted to be involved with the game. Um, so I had to find an outlet, a way to do that. And so what I did is I just went on Google and I searched Buffalo Bills, um, you know, websites, uh, who was doing it, uh, how they were doing it. Uh, and once I got that idea of wanting to cover the bills, um, then I started setting up, you know, how I'm going to attack it, whether that be the video side of it. And I knew that that's, that was my primary goal was to set up the, you know, all 22 breakdowns and whatnot and explain it to the game. So once I, you know, outlined who the competition was, how they were doing it, I wanted to obviously take what they were doing, make it my own, but make it better and, and make it more detailed because a lot of these other companies don't have the leeway um, or the freedom to do what, you know, the guys that blogs can. So um, I obviously I'm everything's on my own time so there's no deadlines there's none of that stuff it's just you know creating uh your product and um so yeah i i, I just searched the competition and uh i went from there and you know it, it takes time though um once i you know set my goal and how i wanted to set up the foundation of cover one uh my next step was okay i'm covering the bills um i know who's covering it but in order to dominate bills coverage you have to dominate the fans you have to win over the fans so i attacked Reddit, I attacked Facebook, I attacked every social media outlet I could, every fan group that I could, and presented my product to them, uh, my breakdowns to them. And over time, it gains traction because, you know, especially when this was when All 22 was out, but it wasn't quite as big 
as it is now. The analytics side of football wasn't as big. So I kind of got in right before at a perfect time. And so I won over the fan groups. And I mean, that's that's where that's how everything blew up, because once you went over the fans, uh, the the Bills Mafia or um, any of those fan groups on Facebook or Reddit. I mean, once you win them over, once they start to trust you, that's um, that's when your reputation will grow. That that is so true. And one one last thing, I'm just going to say before you know passing the mic back to Chad. Uh, I, I you know I write for a couple sites, obviously three of them, and and you know new guys who jump in, you know sometimes they'll ask like you know what's what's the best form of advice? And you hit the nail on the head win over your audience, right? Don't alienate your audience, right? If you, if you get a negative comment, if, if you know, I mean, anything, yeah. just let it go, let it go. Because that's, that's your, that's your consumer base. That's your market. You know what I mean? So, so yeah. like you just said, building that rapport with your market and knowing who you're essentially, you know, finger quotes selling to is so critical and such a key component of, of growing your brand. Yeah, there's no doubt. And I mean, is, you know, it's a top priority and I know, and that's half the battle. I mean, when you're starting a blog interacting with your audience, then what are you doing? I mean, you can't just drop your, your, your product in their lap and drop and it and walk away. To, <laughs> exactly. And then, you know, they have to understand it, especially when you're talking like the all 22 and X's and O stuff that I do. Most people aren't going to speak that language. Most people aren't going to understand that language and most people don't have that glossary. So you have to explain it to them. So um, particularly when you're trying to start a football blog, an X's and O's type blog, um, you got to put in the time, um, you know, not just in the film or the breakdowns, but you got to put in the time to interact with your audience because um, that's the only way you're going to get them on board for your with your product. Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of the show Shark Tank, and it reminds me of what you know when when they're presenting a product, and they you know they say how have you handled consumer education, yeah. <laughs> showing them how to use the product. That that's so unique. It's very cool. No doubt about it, man. It's it's super important, and there's no excuse in today's day and age with technology, social media. There's it's it's not that hard. I mean, it really isn't. It just takes a little time. So before we get back into the uh, let you go here, we're about five or six minutes left here. So there's two questions I'm going to ask you. One is going to be related to Actually, there's three questions because Anthony has one at the end. It's actually kind of funny that I'm let him ask you. But sure. uh, the first question is, I've heard you brought up coaching numerous times here. And maybe, you know, we kind of know each other pretty well, but I don't think I understood maybe how important coaching was in your background. So what I like to do is I ask people kind of what their end game, what their goal is, what they're doing. I'm going to propose this question to you differently because I'm kind of curious what your answer is going to be. So the Buffalo Bills call you right now and they say, Eric, we want to hire you. You have two choices. You can go be a scout for us and scout and work in the front office, or you can be a coach and help with our film breakdown. Which one would you prefer to do? Mm. If I had to pick from both of those, ah, that's tough. Uh, it would probably be the the film portion. So rather than okay. be the the college scout on the road three hundred days a year, it'd be you know at one Bills drive um, preparing uh, advanced scouting reports of the upcoming opponent. That's a great question because that's the two sides the scouting department uh, when it comes to uh, you know per- personnel and that's a great question so I would probably do the the film portion of you know trying to outline um, who they're gonna be playing in the next few weeks and, and, and doing that rather than um, being on the road for 300 days a year I, I'm with you there yeah I know I did a scouting internship and uh, for hockey and you know it's I, I always tell anybody who I tell about it you know, if I was 23 years old 22 years old when I did it yeah I might go through it but Seeing what those scouts go through, how much they're on the road, and then trying to have a fam at the same time, I think it's just good luck to those people, and God bless them for trying to do it. But because at the age I was at, you know, like 26, 27, I, I definitely couldn't do it. So, I yeah, could and understand. I mean, the Bills, they have a 
a ton of those guys, those assistants that, you know, for example, that Brian Dable brought over from Alabama that come in and they just analyze film and, and set up the game plan. It's, it's extremely crucial. I mean, it's technically, you know, like a coaching position, but um, it's a lot of film. And obviously, like I said, I love that. So the last question, the second last question, I keep forgetting about Anthony's question. The second last question, I'm actually going to ask you a Bills-related question because I'm curious if your response because we really haven't talked about this since, you know, around draft time where we got yeah. into the quarterbacks. And I think you and I kind of on the same page. You know, we were both kind of Baker Mayfield, QB1, or at least one of the top quarterbacks. And, you know, the Bills ended up with Josh Allen. And I was one of the people that was, I would say, vividly against that and didn't think it would be a good idea and was petrified the second they picked him but you know here we are almost a full season in the books and you know I think it's extremely promising I think it's better than I thought he would be but I'm just curious from your standpoint kind of from the film breakdown you know a little bit you don't get into extreme detail but kind of if you've seen the growth from the beginning here to now we're going into week 16 from him. No, I was in the same boat as you. I believe I expected the other Josh, Josh Rosen. I thought he yep, was more yep. polished of a passer, uh, especially with Mayfield off the board. So when the Bills number, you know, when the Bills were on the board, I thought it was going to be Rosen. Uh, with that said, um, I understood Josh Allen's floor and ceiling, and um, I also understood that you know, as an online you know guy that's part of draft Twitter that only has so much access to uh, the all twenty two film and. Uh, as we all know, the All-22 film is great. It's great, but if you don't have much of it, if you don't have a good sample size of a quarterback, for example, Josh Allen, uh, there was only four games of All-22 footage of Josh Allen floating around in the uh, the black market of All-22 uh, college video. So <laughs> you could only get so much from that, guys, right? So um, especially talk about the mental processing of football and, and, and the game from pre to post and that for quarterbacks. It's extremely important if you can't see um, the back end of the coverage from the broadcast angles, how are you going to grade someone? So with that in mind, I extremely in, in, in impressed with um, the way Josh Allen has handled himself uh, on and off the field, but mainly from a processing standpoint, because I think we all understood his uh, strengths and weaknesses, his big arm, his mobility, his athleticism, um, but also some of the inaccuracies or the you know general accuracy versus ball placement issues that he has had over the course of, course of his career. Um, but we really didn't get to see too much of the the mental side from the shoulders up, and I um, am extremely extremely impressed um, of of that portion of his game. Um, especially when you talk about the last few games since coming back, because it's almost been night and day. And um, and it's funny you ask that, and we're recording this right now, because um, I just pretty much finished up the recap of the game from last weekend, and it's probably his best game um, from uh, a quarterback standpoint, not from the rushing end of things, from playing from the pocket, from making the throws from the pocket, from moving on from uh, the first read to the third and fourth and fifth read sometimes. So he's been impressive. Overall this season, I think he's grown a ton, and Bills fans should be excited about his ceiling and, and, and year two uh, in the system. Well, I mean, that's, hey, I'm going to go order a Josh Allen jersey, so I'll let, uh, <laughs> I'm going to let Anthony ask you the last question while I go order that. All right, so this is something that we, we may or may not make a tradition, but I think it's funny, and, and, and it's kind of interesting to, to I, I guess, hear from uh, other people who do what we do. Off the top of your head, or, or maybe there's one that you've harbored down deep that, that still eats at you to this day. What is your favorite diss you've ever gotten on social media? Oh, man, that's <laughs> tough because I, I literally get them every day. You know, um, I'd say the, I don't know the, the worst one, but I hate being called a homer. 
I really hate oh, that. Man, yep. I really take uh, that really. I take that to heart because um, I try to be objective, but I also try to be optimistic for fans because, again, fans don't really get to um, don't totally understand the game. So I try to show them the good side of things because, Chad, as you know, in scouting, uh, when you go scouting, it's easy to pick out what someone's bad at. Right? It's much more difficult to pick out when someone what something you know something that uh, a guy is good at. Right. Um, so I say being called a homer is probably up there i couldn't give you an exact uh person that called me that but I, i'll tell you that i probably get that a couple times a week and um you know it's it's one of those things though it's social media and at the end of the day um you know we all have real jobs and uh you know, real lives and, and it's way more important than someone calling me a homer <laughs> so, so, so did, did you did you ever come across one though that made you laugh that you actually thought was, was a good was a uh good burn or a good roast Man, I like I said, I I can't pinpoint one. Um, I'm sure I, I've I've had a few, and that person probably yeah. got blocked. So <laughs> <laughs> I am not like I'm I'm 35 years old. I am not. Uh, I do not shy away from blocking people or muting people. I, I have no qualms about doing that. So yeah, so they might have got me pretty good, but in the end, uh, they're not seeing the content I provide. So I, I think I win in the end. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's I think that's that's a perfect way to end it. If you ask me, that that's excellent. So Eric Turner from Cover One, make sure you follow Eric. If you're not following Eric on Twitter and you're a Bills fan, then you are you're missing out on a whole bunch. Especially that that little three minute info we got on Josh Allen is just. A tiny, teeny bit of what he gives you weekly basis. So make sure you follow Eric. Check out his website, CoverOne.net. Also, he is one of the excellent members of the Athletic Buffalo, so he does provide content for that as well. Eric, man, you know, I really appreciate you coming on, taking the time out of your busy schedule, because like I said in the beginning, I know how busy your schedule is. So, man, I really appreciate taking the time, and you know, best of luck to you, and keep grinding, man, because I, I think, like I said, one day it's, it's really going to pay off for you big time. No, I appreciate you guys having me on. And uh, again, I think this is a great idea. I think you're going to realize that people are going to be knocking on your door to want to come on to the show. And uh, of course, keep grinding, guys, because uh, we all know that it's not the easiest thing day in and day out uh, to create content. Sometimes, you know, you hit that wall uh, each day, but you, you got to go ahead and uh, uh, keep grinding. So I appreciate you guys having me on and good luck. <laughs>